Sentire Media I hit the button, we're doing it. Thank right. you so much. You downloaded the podcast from Italy. My name's Jason. What's your name? Ciao, I'm Ashley. That's right. Together we own, operate, work at, and are currently sitting in the sala of La Tavola Marche, a little agriturismo in the foothills of nowhere, Piobico, Italia. That is true. So I guess we're starting off, I, I was told to call this a new season, this podcast, because um, after, when did we start this? In 2009. Okay. So after, <laughs> oh my God. So after all those years, can't do that math. That's too much math for right now. After all these years and various degrees of um, consistency. consistency, now that we've slowed down to about four times a year, Ashley thought it'd be a good idea to join a podcasting net, a network. <laughs> yes. So I'm very excited. We are now part of Sentire Media and we are going to be putting out at least once a month, our podcast. I thought this was a great way for us to try to keep a little more consistency ourselves and be part of a podcast network that is all about promoting um, and sharing podcasts about Italy. So if you are interested in other podcasts like ours, check them out. All right. For you, the listener, I think it means nothing. I think I agree. Other than that, other than now, I've agreed to do this once a month, so I'm on the hook for that. Like but the RSS feed changes for the listener. Nothing changes to what them. What does that like, mean? What's that, an RSS? Whatever goes to, uh, that's like the feed that will. Then... But if they were downloading on their phone, it's that's still what I was going to say. It, that's what right, goes whatever. to but, iTunes, and you so, don't have to worry about it. The dozens of you out there, it doesn't really, nothing will change <laughs> at all. Except, hopefully, we'll be continuing to do one at least once a month. Yes. And yes. if you ever hear a, if you ever hear someone read an advertisement on here, that means we actually have listeners. <laughs> Which I don't think you have to worry about. Okay, so there's a lot going on. This is a special evening podcast. What is so special about it? Nothing other than we're doing it in the evening. It's dark. It's dark outside. <laughs> it is. I can't even see I think it's because we had our vitamins in the evening. It's Ooh, all that vitamin D. <laughs> Normally we do it in the morning because I feel like I have a lot more energy in the morning. I'm a morning person. I'm up usually in the 5 o'clock-ish yes. hour. Um, so by like 6.37, if I want to procrastinate a little bit, then it's like, oh, let's do a podcast, which obviously since we do them four times a year hasn't been that much. <laughs> I've procrastinated in other ways, looking on Facebook Marketplace for things I'll never buy. Oh, my God. Like that, that is your favorite. But uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have a lot, we have a lot to talk about. I know. A on. ton has gone on since the last podcast, which was about two weeks ago. So let's start off. What's going on in Italy? Italy's warm. It is warm. We have a big high pressure high pressure system coming out of the south. No, it's it's unseasonably crazy. It was 18 degrees today. Uh, we have fruit trees that are starting to bloom. The birds are chirping. It's just weird. There's like pockets of gnats in the road or like fields when you walk through with the dogs and you're like, what is going on? So you saw flies again. Yeah, it was like, flies uh, are coming out. So it's cold, cold in the morning, like minus five to seven. Yeah, it wasn't. It was one this morning, so it wasn't that bad. But by noon, it's you know fifteen, seventeen, eighteen degrees, and it's it, just that is no lie. It's kind of weird. Well, should we? So we mentioned last time that we got a weather station. Since we're talking weather, Ooh. and um, we are all dialed in on Weather Underground, which is wunderground.com. Oh, you don't know about Weather Underground? Weather Underground is the <laughs> largest collection of PWSs in, oh my God, you're in so the world. Nerd. Is this true? What is PWSs? Private per- Weather Station? Personal Weather Station. <laughs> 
it actually is kind of cool. So if you're weather, if you're into weather a little bit, I'm a weather nerd. I like it. Um, this weather underground has a lot of local people who have local weather weather stations and they're updated live and uh if you want go on to the especially site. for rural areas like us where our weather when you actually look is coming out of like Rimini or yeah, it's coming out on the coast, coast an hour and a half away where it's like that is not what's going on here uh so if you go to the site and in at the top where you can search like the stations or anything out we are i i the letter i santa 1503 i santa 1503 all caps um no space and that is the code for our station. Ashley's going to put a widget up on it. I'll our... end up putting a widget on the website. But um, you guys can check it out if you're interested live. in live weather from La Tabla Marque. No, no picture. I don't want you. I, I'm not into Big Brother. No, we don't need a live what? weather cam. Like a camera to go no, along with the thing. That's weird. Plus, you know, you never know what you're going to see. No. <laughs> like you said, the weather, you pee outside a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got stung by a bee in the in the nuts the other day i pee outside because i live in the rural like that's my right i live where it's rural that's my right all the animals get to anyway i don't know if it was on my shirt or on my pants or it just flew onto it it was the oddest feeling i've never been stung. And in the winter in the winter I've, like, I've never what? been stung where my swimsuit covers <laughs> you know no. Um, <laughs> he came running to the house going, what? what? This is so weird. <laughs> I was I was more, um, it didn't hurt. I was more like freaked out. Like, oh my God. You're like in shock. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway, good times. Fun times. Great way to start the pod. Um, so what else is really going on? Carnivale. Carnivale just came through. We're all, we. Uh, Fat Tuesday. We saw the kids. Wednesday. In Piobico all dressed up coming yeah. out. We, we saw for the first time ever, one of the little boys was dressed up as an American football player. He had a football with him too. And a real football, like American football jersey. Uh-huh. I don't know what and it something said. something to cr- like puff up his shoulders. It was kind of cute. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, there's a football player. Uh, I was going to go. A whole group of young kids dressed as old men. <laughs> First, we thought it was a group of oldies. <laughs> we thought they were all down by the river, like, but they were all dressed as mushroom, like old mushroom hunter guys, like dapper old men. It was really funny. And Ashley's like, "What are those kids doing?" I'm like, no, it's look, it's the it's, it's all a bunch of old guys and the, like a family or something. <laughs> and then they're up on the road. And it was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So that was I don't know what they were doing, but it was kind of funny. But uh, Valentine's Day is coming gone. The uh, the uh, uh, Carnivale is coming gone. Oh, let's talk about Carnivale Dolce. Dolce. So the main one that that I like that we do sometimes um, is Castagnole. Castagnole basically, Castagnole look like a a lump of uh, old fashioned donut almost. Yeah. Like and then it, you mm-hmm. can either dress them in two ways. Uh, they're always fried in lard. And then you can dress it with, yeah, with sugar and a liquor called alchemis, mm-hmm. which is some kind of bug mushed up. What? It's a, it's a red bug. Look it up. What? I think alchemis is, comes derives from some beetle or bug or something like that. Anyway, or you can put honey on them. No, you didn't spell that right at all. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> no, no information on this podcast. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> um, and those are good if you get them hot out of the oil mm-hmm. and you're, you're eating them. They they are good. You can also find them uh, castagnole more like the French shoe, where they're uh, or cream puffs, and they'll be hollow on the inside and filled with cream. 
not as good. Gachi loves them. Gachi loves them. But I've never made them. And when you get them from the shops, the cream's always been sitting in there. Did you make them or you just made the regular castagnole? I only have made the oh, regular okay. castagnole. Okay. Um, we have other kind of – everything's kind of fried dough, derivatives of fried dough. There's ones that you'll see all over um, that are like flat – Pieces of dough that are fried, that are kind of ribbon cut, um, and they're called chiacchiere, and they're just either covered with some sprinkles or powdered sugar. So I've seen sometimes now they're dipped in one half in chocolate. Okay. Not great. No. In fact, this is going to sound really now, cheesy, now- but I grew up in Seattle, and we had taco time, and they had something called crustos, which were fried dough, but covered in cinnamon and sugar, and those were so good. So this I, is not that. This is not that. <laughs> I don't know now, why. They're kind of just dry and like, eh. Now, again, I'm sure if you had them at someone's house and they came right out of the oil and they were made that day, we're talking about when you get them in the shops. They're mm-hmm. not great. And then the one you see everywhere are kia- Struffoli. Well, struffoli is what they call it in the South. We call them kia- basically they're little tiny balls of fried dough that are kind of held together with honey, honey. and you kind of cut slight like almost think of like um they come out looking like squares like uh rice crispy treats almost when they here then like if you look it up a lot of times they'll be done in like a circle shape or like a yeah. ring shape i should say but all of this stuff is eh, you can, eh. you can eh, we just we just came out of uh, Christmas. You know, we don't need any more of this junk. Besides, uh, the Easter's coming up, and Easter Dolce are much better. No, that is true. That is true. All right. Um, speaking of grocery stores and what you see at the shops, uh, you did not. We've had a hard time finding any vegetables this oh, winter. Yeah. Um, no, well, not this winter well, in general. True. But there's been, uh, if you turn on the news for Europe, all um, a lot of the ag- uh, agriculture is protesting all through Europe. They're doing it all through Holland and and all France. through Belgium, France, Italy, Germany, Italy. Um, and they had strikes. The uh, they had strikes. And I walk into the fruit and vegetable shop the other day. It was there was nothing. There was like some apples and a, some bananas. Whatever and, was like left over. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was a little bit of stuff from local, but it's the middle of winter. There's nothing there. So um, without we don't. I don't want to talk about politics, but uh, a lot going on in agriculture in Europe. Yeah, check you, it. Go go check it out and, and do a little it, research. Do a little research and really interesting. Depending on what news outlet you read how you get how uh it's interpreted and you kind of have to read them all to get the whole story anyway anyway not seeing the same no fruit and vegetables (laughs) are expensive these days so following up from the last podcast um i think you have something exciting to announce oh that i passed my driver's (laughs) test after 15 years of studying drum roll 15 years passed it on the first uh passed on the first try i said don't be so proud of yourself (laughs) 15 years of studying so real quick we had to go to pazero so um so you meet at 7 30 in the morning at the at the at the driving school and you go in a big van together the most it was uneventful other than how many people were in your van there were six of us plus the driver, seven of us. So um, other than before we really got on the road and started driving to Pazero, he had to stop and get gas and hit up the mechanic, and <laughs> the hood was raised. I don't know what they did. He jumps out. None of this was communicated like, oh, I got to do this real quick. He just <laughs> pulls over, goes down to the mechanic. He shuts off the engine, hops out. The mechanic comes over. They 
lift the hood, fiddle for five minutes. Like, do was some this stuff. part of his plan on the drive and had you guys arrive early to do that? That was like one of his stops or a little light flicked on and he's uh, got to pull over. Or it's like we're not making it to Pazer uh-huh. unless I go and do whatever it is. Uh huh. I was, uh, as soon as we pulled over and the hood went up, I just was like, <sighs> I just kept doing my little uh, phone um, test, tests, practice tests. Um, other than the fact that the guy who takes you the, from the driving <laughs> school broke every driving <laughs> we're passing <laughs> that's right he's passing double yellow like I just thought that was comical that he that he was breaking all the traffic laws passing on the, double uh, yellow line yeah 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 yeah. Go, yeah all that kind of stuff speeding it's great anyway going there one thing that's really really interesting is um, uh, getting your driver's license means facial recognition so you give them a fo- your photo that they attach to your uh, application, and then they scan that when you, they uh, – this was all done by the driving school. They scan that form and whatever before you get to the to – the, let's call it the, the motor vehicle, DMV, whatever. Um, then they line you up alphabetically, and before you walk into the waiting area – so we're all outside in the cold. <laughs> it was freezing. <laughs> they don't care. You just stand outside there and wait. And uh, as you walk in alphabetically and you have to sit in, you know, go sit in seat number one, go sit in seat number two. Okay. Um, you go through this hardcore, like, scanner. Face, face scanner thing. And then you go sit down. Then when you go to your terminal, because it's all computers, uh, you go to your terminal and they tell you exactly where to sit. You then, again, have to put your face in the little oval um, on the screen to let them scan your face in. Then, as I'm doing my test, I put my head, I put my elbow on the table and kind of put my palm of my head on my forehead, and I'm just kind of like going through the answers. Computer freaks out, screen, screen goes black. <laughs> put your face back in the. Your, so there's a camera on you the whole time. So if you're looking to stay under the radar and not get into uh, Big Brother's uh, little little uh, uh, facial rec, do not get your license. Oh my god, my fat face is all over the place there. Anyway. Anyway, passed it. Uh, no big deal. Wait, the guy giving the test the guy, was a piece of work. The guy giving the test was a real ball buster. Tell him about, like, what the people getting... Um, oh, who we- <laughs> so, I love it how you have to sign a million things. Thank you for reminding me about this. I love it how you have to sign a million things about your privacy, privacy, all this crap about privacy here. Anyway, when the test is, uh, the test is done... He, it, it's all computerized. He couldn't figure out how to get the answers. Then the guy from IT comes down. How do you, I don't know. Oh then he calls off four names. You know, these four names come to the front of the class. And he looks at them all and goes, Bruciati, burn. <laughs> you didn't pass. And then he looks at us and goes, the rest of you pass. And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he just, I'm like, execute. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. You could have just, like, excused them or something. I don't know. It was just kind of funny. There's four... There's four people at the front, or eight people, or something, whatever it was. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so that kind of made me laugh, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, I passed." Oh my god, that was hilarious. But um, I have to still do the road test, and that's on the fourth of March. And the I talked to the auto school guy. We'll do a couple of practices to know what to expect, and it's in the bag coming right along yeah so it was a busy week you got your drivers um another fun fact 
the car that we own, since it's over 100 horsepower, I am not technically allowed to drive it for the first three years. Because <laughs> I'm a new neopotente. Oh, my God. Um, so you got your driving test, and then two days later, we... Bum, bum, bum. Slaughtered the first pig. Oh, yeah. We slaughtered... We, we slaughtered... Pig number one, um, it, it, it was a lot, a lot of work. So, let's start at the beginning. He was 218 kilos. What is that real quick in pounds? 218? It's a big pig, man. It was a too big of an animal. Um... We got once we got him dead. Um, it it's was about four hundred and eighty pounds. It was a lot. Of, it felt like it. Um, once we got him dead, then we strung him up uh, with the tractor and oh, and oh, no, put you him guys on did, cart. Like, boiling water. Yeah, we put him on. So I thought we were going to dip him in the boiling water, and then it was like, well, how's that going to work? Because you're putting this huge. giant pig in a giant. No, we boiled the water, and then he had these really cool old pictures, like, pictures porcelain chips in them, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pour the water over the pig and scrape, and it's to get off the first layer of skin in the hair. So, um, you, you, you know, one person kind of slowly pours the boiling water real close, like not up high, real close to the skin. You scrape, 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 and it comes off, it comes off pretty easily. Um, then we, um, once he's all clean and here's what I didn't know, even though our pigs were dark, once you scrape off their skin, I guess once you scrape off the first layer of skin, they're all pink. There you go. So he was all clean and pink and boiled. And then they take a torch. And really quickly, you know, any anything that isn't there, and I think probably to kind of sanitize, you know, sanitize it one more time with heat, kind of thing. And then um, um, you start splicing it. You sp- start splicing. You bring them up with the tractor and have. So them the splay. neighbor. So was, if you're not into this, skip ahead five minutes. It's yeah, not, it, it, I'll we go won't over get it too quick. gross. But um, so the neighbor <laughs> was the assassin, is what the na- other neighbors kept calling him. And he had all the tools. He had this cart. He had this homemade because he works for a, um, a company here in Piobico that makes big uh, stainless steel tanks for like the wine industry. So he had this stainless steel contraption that worked perfectly, where you attach to the tractor and lift it up and the and then you extend the arms and it splays the pig in the perfect you know the the perfect way um because as we mentioned in the last podcast he is not a farmer i mean he does some he's done this his, his family's exactly. killed killed pigs over the winter he, he's not a pig farmer but exactly his, his family's been killing pigs his entire life one or two um you could tell also family. when he was butchering it open like that he did a really good job yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so you make an incision at the so he the pig is head down legs up um and you make an incision and then he puts his hand into the inside cavity. into the cavity and has the knife on the outside to ensure that as he's cutting down slowly, he makes sure to move the intestines away. Because if you nick the intestines, it lets the bile out and it it's, ruins the whole thing. So really, really slow. Once the, once he was kind of open, it kind of came out in one big like, and then we kind of the put, intestines. Yeah, and all we that put stuff, that into guts. we put that into a uh, bin, and then you have like all the organs. Uh, the organs can come out in one kind of. Um, Sack. Yeah, like, like a sack. Almost like a bundle of um, 
of bananas or something where it's all kind of connected. And then you string that, you, we strung that yeah. up to the side. And then from there, he took basically a cleaver and started at the, at the tail and right down the spine with a cleaver, which was, he had this, we'll call it a cleaver. It was a giant, heavy, giant knife that he welded a, I would say, a square, like a, a small square of stainless steel on. So when you hit it with a mouth, so you don't have to hack at it. You just put the, put the knife in and hit it with a mallet, and the, that would drive the knife down. So it was a nice, clean cut instead of... Which is more fatiguing and all that when you're just banging away. Banging away. So it was pretty fatiguing. So once then it's in half, now we're basically there. And then it was too heavy. Normally you would take each half, throw it on your shoulder and walk. and, and like a continental soldier. Yeah, and then kind of walk it out. But this guy was way too heavy. So we had a quarter him. And then from there, I took it to the butcher, and he hung in the fridge for um, two days. This was a Saturday, so I came Monday. Um, from there, the butcher kind of got it into pieces that were more manageable. So here's the whole, you know, here's the prosciutto. Okay. So you guys cleaned it all up. Cleaned it all up. And but broke it into big pieces. Into big pieces, but it's still not, you know, all broken down. So then you come home, and you have to make the pork chops and, and debone the, the, the shoulders and blood. Do the fa- the the amount of lard fat. Jason walked in from the butcher because now then he's really like in it, and was like the first thing he said was we need to buy a fry daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he said it is four fingers the fat on the back, and he's look out of he's got sausage fingers, and it's like oh my god, and he was not lying. So you can make two different types of there's lard and there's struto. Struto is what you would boil. That primarily comes from anything can become struto, but only lardo can become lard, lardo. What do I mean by that? Lardo comes primarily from the back fat, and it's that thick, like striated, compact, you know, what, mm-hmm. like not from the belly, because the belly, like bacon, is more loose. Mm-hmm. This comes from the top, and it's real, it comes like a chunk out. And you can have those two strips off the back. Now, it, you can always boil that down and make struto struto is rendered fat that is white has no flavor no smell lard if you just use it will smell and like pig um so i took the lard from the back and put it under salt for curing and then well most of it and then what i just couldn't deal with anymore all went to struto and we boiled it and then from there when you boil it the little pieces of meat that are still kind of like inside the some of the fat and and all that um come to the top and then you strain those out and you press them and they're called chicholi little fatty pieces that are cr- it's like a little bit of cracklins. the cracklins but it's not the skin yeah we, we didn't we didn't do that it's mm-hmm. not the skin it's the little pieces of meat that are that are through it um, you'll make yourself sick those, those. will make you <laughs> Very delicious, sick. but they also made rice. It, I was like, "This is the best rice you've ever made." <laughs> a little scoop of that in there. Um, we had, we to, had to get rid of. We it. had to get rid of it. Plus, um, I didn't have a proper press. You have to really press them out when they're just come out of the oil, because otherwise they get greasy. Like, mm-hmm. and and when they're done right, they're phenomenal. Um, uh, Carlo and Gigi, where we got the pigs, uh, he had a homemade press that he just pours the the oil through, and then. Uh, it, it, it's like a, a screw down thing and yes. it presses the crap out of it. It's them. incredible. I had two cutting boards and <laughs> 
pieces. Some vices. And like an old, some, uh, like, what was the fabric? The Just like old, li- like old a linen, linen like heavy cloth. duty linen cloth. It was okay, but they were greasy. It was like, we got to get these out of here. I'm going to. But it was so nice to have <laughs> the help from all of our neighbors. Um, the For any of the guests who have been out here, when you drive along our road, um, basically, if you lived along our road, you were here to help us. From the shooting range guy, who was hilarious and great, to the guy with the goats and missing teeth, who's always super sweet. And then a German couple who have moved to the area, um, they came to help. So it was really nice. And also, I, it was one of the few things we've ever done that's like a big-scale project where everyone was out of here. It was like two and a half hours. It was like two and a half hours. I was like, And oh that was God. including having breakfast yeah. after. <laughs> I was surprised. But then everyone had stuff to do. And I was like, all right, great. Um, and, you know, those of you who think, oh, how, how are you able to uh, – uh, were you able to, you know – how do you feel emotional emotionally can you eat th- yeah we've been i've been eating this pig all like we had to take a break today we had, but he's delicious um he's delicious um i um, i feel i'm over it kind of like uh-huh. okay it went smoothly no one suffered you know i'm i don't don't think I'm going to do pigs again this year. If we do pigs, it will be a smaller breed like size wise i don't i'm Kind of overwhelmed with the amount of oh my gosh everything. So we were supposed you just stopped with the fat. So you then took also big pieces up to Aquapartita to so Martinelli's the, to so cure pres- at the Hunter's Highway. Both of the back legs, the both of the prosciuttos went there. The Lonzo, the uh, the loin towards the shoulder, um, and the two cheeks went up there. So a good portion of all the good bits went up there. Um, and it, then you made sausages. And then we made sausages. We put the lard under salt. We did the uh, the rendered fat. Uh, what else did we make? I feel like we made one more thing. The um, I never had felt so country. We've done a lot of country stuff. and had chickens that we slaughter with the guests. And, in, and they're hanging from the tree in the front yard. But there was something that was like weirdly country comforting when I opened the fridge. And everything had been removed except like this top. Uh, rack and he Jason had hung all the like tube sacks the bags the bags of, of, of rendered of fat. rendered fat and you just see all this strudo in the fridge and it was like oh <laughs> so we were supposed to kill the other we were supposed to slaughter the other one the next weekend and I called everyone and said no well then the weather said it was going to rain it rained and, a little but, but it if, didn't rain yeah but there was so much I was just I, I just needed a break well, I couldn't also, do it back to back hello um we killed the pig on Saturday you were processing meat for days Monday we get a call that the dog meat is ready for Leroy so <laughs> that's another that's 200 right. kilos that's why of too. meat that we started to have to break up um grind up so and for our giant, our giant dog <laughs> we we do the raw diet thing because it's cheaper and better it's not easier it's just ends up being cheap this dog is huge so he would eat sacks of food and um christmas vacation stuff oh my god <laughs> totally <laughs> Snot, sick. Um, but it all—it just came at once. So that was another two hundred kilos of meat that I had to <laughs> put through the grinder, put into vacuum seal bags. So we blew out the vacuum sealer. Vacuum seal machine broke. Okay, Gaji was 
so upset. This was hilarious. So we got a new vacuum sealer, and we finally got one that was a little bit more professional. No, semi pro. Continuous use. Yes. So the vacuum seal machine we had before was fine for your house if you're zipping up one, two, three bags. But when you do 250 bags in a row, it blew the machine out. Um, so finally, after all these years, got a profession, more of a professional machine. Um, Gachi sees the old one. Like I like threw it across the yard <laughs> because I was outside doing all the mean. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I had like 30 bags left to do. And the thing just craps out of me. I was like, ah! <laughs> um, uh, order, ordered a new one. He's like, what's with the, why is the vacuum seal machine outside? I'm like, oh, I blew it up. It's God, damn, you don't treat your things very, I'm like. God, you've had that like 10 years. We do thousands of bags a year, like from the vegetables to the sausages to the the cheeses that we do. I'm like, I got my use out of that little tiny, like that was just. uh, If you stored it properly. It was like, oh my God. All right. So speaking of Gaji. uh, Oh, wait, you're jumping. Wait. Am I jumping ahead? What were you going to say? I have no idea. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I think I felt like there was more about the pig. Oh, so then also we decided to wait because we need to buy another freezer. Yeah, my you freezer. You don't have anywhere roll. to put yeah, any of this next pig. <laughs> I got a full freezer. <laughs> so- I I did not anticipate the amount of work for one per like the whole raising the pig. I researched and did. Uh, I, I that was not a problem. Like I had my act together for that. But this last one. Uh, the the killing and the slaughtering and the butchering of of the. But even though you've butchered pigs before yes we've butchered pigs but we leave the pig there and go home exactly so to it, realize the sheer fun. amount that is and their pigs are a yields. lot smaller like it was just a lot of everything um so i just said no can't do it then no, all these oldie all the old guys won't kill the pigs out of the correct moon phase <laughs> exactly so you need a moon that is waxing waning getting smaller after the after the full moon getting smaller Waning, so waxing, whatever it is, you have to wait till then. That's, we have to wait. You have to wait till then. So, so it was thankfully like, this. The second pig, we were afraid he was going to get like depression or be super sad. Oh uh, no, he's thriving. He's thriving. Um, he's we cool. realized, big boy, that we slaughtered number one. I, maybe he was a bully. <laughs> he bullied the smaller one. Yeah, because the small one is happy as a pig and shit. He comes up, eats every day. I scratch him. He does it the same like. Spots during the you know he has a spots he during the nose day. Boops the dogs. Yeah, the dogs play with him, so he's quite content with uh, his friend being gone. Little does he know. So we're going to probably do that this weekend. I'm hoping the weather looks good, and I need to get down there and do stuff. I'm done with these pigs. In the midst of all of the um, <laughs> meat, uh, we were invited to the hunter's lunch. <laughs> So every year, the squad of boar hunters, uh, chingiale hunters, they throw a end of the season party. They do a kickoff and then the end. So kickoff is like in September, October, uh, depending on the weather and stuff. And then now this was just like a week or two ago. 
So their clubhouse is really cool. Their clubhouse is basically a, just a whole, uh, a giant room with a hole in one end and a sloped floor. And, and a fireplace. And a fireplace. And then uh, there's another room with a kitchen and Back everything. on a lower level down. And um, they put a bunch of tables and chairs in there. And um, So you've got plenty of space when the tables and chairs are pushed aside or pulled out to do, to bring in your boar. They had this crazy cool contraption they were telling you about. Yeah, they have, a, they have a rail and a, and a way to, you know, hang, uh, string them all up in in the room and you can leave them there and it's cold Mm -hmm. of course because no one turns on the the heater um but a really cool clubhouse one thing that ashley this was kudos to ashley she's looking around well you tell your own i'm looking around and i'm like where are the heads (laughs) it's like why why aren't there any boar heads on the wall like this is like there's cool old tons of tools tons of cool photo like Uh you just walk or like I've it's like never a little been museum there. Yeah, it's not like a museum on all the walls. And um, they have this one boar that's not even a real like stuffed boar. It was just no, like it was a, wooden. It was yeah, exactly. And they were it was hilarious because before people came in, I saw a few of the old guys like up on a chair trying to adjust it, make sure it was like right in position. Um, but so I look at the, one of the guys sitting next to us. And I was like, why no heads? <laughs> Where are the heads? And they said, oh, they are expensive. So I don't know if this is the going rate. but He said they started about, at 1,000 thousand mm-hmm. euros and up. Is, now there tax, is, is taxidermy that expensive? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Is it Or is that, or is that just more of a thing in the States, too? I don't know. And it's cheaper there? I don't know. But there is a guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anyone's interested, he's in Cali. But uh, <laughs> it was just interesting. And it's always so cool to see. And I put up a little video on Instagram and YouTube, a um, little short, but of watching Italians make pasta for a big group. There. We've talked about this before. Whether it's for two or 2,000, the pasta is always correctly cooked. So the tasting for al dente was a big thing. <laughs> of course it <laughs> There's is. There's like six different guys over there trying, no, 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 not yet. Yes, pull it now. Well, because you have to anticipate that it's going to take us like five minutes to dress it as, and the pasta is going to keep cooking. So exactly. it's got to come out kind of toothy, but not raw and not definitely not overcooked. No. No. And then there was like three or four more hands ready to help with putting sauce on and the cheese and then with their forks kind of tossing, shimmy shaking, finger forking it through. And notice there was sauce in the bottom of the pan before they put on the pasta and then they... They dress it like a salad, a little bit at a time, exactly. not dumping all no, the sauce. No, they would start on. in like one section and work their way across the pasta. So it's it's actually, I watched that a couple of times. It's uh-huh. good. It's a little 45 seconds short on dressing a giant amount of pasta. Exactly. That was only half of it. <laughs> and then, so we had the the, um, the pasta, the tagliatelle with ragu, sausages, porchetta. Jason kept going, where the hell's the boar? <laughs> and yeah, they didn't serve boar. Well, they did for the the kickoff so maybe they wait and they or or it's like do you serve you know do you serve a bunch of bread at the baker's convention maybe i don't know but um the one of the guys who is one of the boar hunters who came and helped us with the uh with the slaughtering of our pig he brought us over some extra boar too for making sausages oh yeah yeah, i have that in the freezer Uh i have a couple of like five kilos to make that's right (laughs) that's right freezer 
And you, we are not freezer meat people. Usually. Well, you are now because you've got <laughs> your face. No kidding. Two freezers full of pig. Oh my god! All right, stepping away from the pig. Um, <laughs> Jason ran into town the other day, trying to be a good guy. We had a box of really nice Ravensburg puzzles. Ra- oh, Ravens! That's the click, click, clear click technology. Well, when I had my foot surgery, I poozled and um, because I couldn't really get around or do anything, so it was like, all right, let me get some cool puzzles. And you've got the dog right behind you, just so you know. Oh, thanks. So, um, <laughs> Jason went to take him to the old folks home to that just opened and we had already, we might've mentioned this, but we had already had a conversation about the puzzles with Gaji and Rosanna. They told, they, they told us about this. Yes. That this wasn't good. That this wasn't a thing, but we were like, eh, what do they know? Who wouldn't like some nice puzzles? Well, I thought, what do you do with them? They just built a brand new, uh, 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 old folks home down in Piobico, right beyond the grocery store. So I thought, oh, I'll just bring the, a whole box, like 15 of them, like really nice ones. So I go to the, I expected, this was like just part of my errands of the day. Are you sure we didn't talk about this? Did we? I thought we did. I didn't have it written down. That, well, that means absolutely nothing. From before, I mean, I have it written down on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, we didn't talk about this. I feel like uh, this is real deja vu-y. All right, well, you're going to hear it again. <laughs> so um, I, I, this was just part of my errands. Like I was throwing out the garbage and going to the hardware store. I'm wearing like – I did kind of look – I was wearing like work overalls and, and boots and stuff. But I, I just was going to ring the bell. Hey, I have this box. Of, I just want to make a donation. Can I leave it in the corner there? I expected them to be like, oh, yeah, just um, yeah, drop it there. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. So I ring the bell to get let in. Uh, I go up to the front desk. I say, hey, I have uh, these, you know, games, puzzle. I just want to leave them here for, you know, the residents. We don't need them. And she looks at me and goes, (laughs) she gave me kind of a side eye, like, like Malocchio. And she goes, all right, wait right here. (laughs) I go, wait. Right here, no, just, just a drop and go. Yeah, I was expecting corner. Leave him there. I was like, where can I leave him? And she's like, wait right here. So the assistant director comes out, and I have to do the whole spiel again. My name is Jason, the Americana Kakamone. My wife last winter hurt her foot, and she was in the in for the winter, and she did a bunch of these puzzles, and we. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. I don't know what to do with them. We don't need them. We don't have children, blah, 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 blah. She starts going through the box and lifting each one up like it's a, like looking underneath the, like looking at the box from the side, like looking at the picture, you know, on the front, then turning it on its side, then kind of lowering her head and looking underneath and um, like really checking them out. And it, Bomb squad. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> Uh, like, are you trying to molest the, the the residents with these boxes of puzzles? What the hell would it be? That's... I have no idea. Anyway, I'm thinking to my head, this is going to be like a thing. Fine. I'll take my puzzles and I'll <laughs> fuck off. All right? Um, luckily, um, one of the... one. Some guy, some guy from, from working there. I don't know what he actually did there, but um, he was walking by and he recognized me. He goes, oh, Americano, Jason, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's demeanor melted. Like, I was vouched for now, and now my puzzles weren't going to explode. explode. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
the puzzle still didn't really go over. It wasn't like, oh, these are going to be great. It was like, okay, just leave them. Like, <laughs> at the end, it was like, okay, now you can leave them in the corner. But this was like a 15 minute You 15 told minute God you wrote out of the story. They were like, yeah, we told you. Like, uh, it's They're not, not a thing. It's not. Like, what want... are they supposed to do with them? <laughs> like, what? I've never been to an, uh, a hospital or an old folks home that doesn't have a puzzle on a table. I know. Is this just an American thing? I don't know. I don't know. Anyone? Is this not a thing? If you're, we have, we have people from other countries listening. Have you? Is this not a thing? We're actually curious. I'm, this is really curious to me. All right. Um, speaking of Gaji and Rosanna, Gaji, a couple of hilarious stories of them. Um, he came by the other day and I showed him a picture um, that I had posted of him and the dog sitting by the fire and he's reading the manual for the tractor and the fire's going and Leroy's laying right at his side and it's just really sweet and I made it into black and white. And I go to show him the picture and he goes, how'd you do that? How'd you make it black and white? And it was like, wait, have you never heard of like a filter or something? It just cracked me up because I thought, he knows I took it on my phone. Does he think it's some special black and white phone? I don't think he takes a lot of photos with it. He's not, he's not, uh, was he's just, not TikToking. No, he is not. But it just kind of was a sweet but hilarious like. How did you do that? <laughs> um, and, but more you, you witchy woman. <laughs> exactly. God damn it. And, uh, but the other night they came over for dinner and um, they'd come over the night before just as a pop in. And Rosanna entered first with a pocket full of treats for the dogs. Just dried breads. Bread stuff. Whatever. Which and they did crumble on. Uh, Rosanna just throws... Gaji <laughs> makes bread crumbs. He like crunches it and lets it, at least she just le- throws like she pieces like throws on throws pieces them. on the ground. So they go crazy for Rosanna. She gives them everything. Um, Gaji comes in a couple minutes later. He was zipping his fly when he walked in so he too was peeing outside before he came in. And um, he goes... The dogs came over and were so excited to see him. And he was like, where's the bread, Rosanna? Where's the bread? And she goes, "I gave, there's none left. I gave him all away. And he goes, oh, God damn it. This is, they expect this for me when I come in. I'm the one who gives them bread. And he's looking around angrily. And he goes, give me something, Ashley. Give me something to give him. And he wanted, I don't remember what it was. But I was like, don't, no, don't give them that. I go, I go, we have some actual dog treats. Here, give them these. And he thought they looked so stupid. And he looks at me and he goes, what is this? And I go, it's dog. It's like little puffer dog treats. I don't know. And he just thought it was so stupid. He just kind of like flops it over to him. Like just like drops his hand. Like, well, it uh, didn't stop him from feeding Maggie a uh, half a bowl of potato chips. That was when, that was then the next night. So as that they were leaving, the oh, as yeah. they were leaving, they were arguing about who was going to get to give the dogs at dinner the next day. Um, the bread. <laughs> like little 10 year old kids as they're leaving the house they're like tomorrow Gachi was saying tomorrow I get to give them the bread because they they want it from me they know me you know it's more the Costanzas it is than it is it the, is uh, uh, everybody loves Raymond grandparents totally. because the everybody loves Raymond grandparents were more like the they were more uh, um the dad the, was a little more aloof yeah and he where, had more one liners they, they just screamed at each back other. Forth, exactly. Okay, so it's I I love having Gaji and Rosanna <laughs> over for dinner because it's the same thing every time. It is the news, whether it's our house or their house, it doesn't matter. The news is on at extreme volume. 
You need to be able to hear it at all times, but speak over it. <laughs> it's just really loud. We go from news to news to news, and it's it's always the same B-roll of the news, just a different presenter. So they brought over. Wait, what were you gonna say? And Rosanna, even though knows how, she knows how to make whatever she's making <laughs> by heart, and she's been making it for fifty years. She always checks with me to see how I would do it. How would or, you do this? How, or oh, you do. Oh, you add the salt once the water boils. Uh-huh. I so she brought in. a bunch of I just stuff put over. It in. So lately, she's been loving to bring stuff over. We just do dinner here with the dogs because I think they love the dogs. Also, it's freezing at their house the yes. first night, so they want to come here. Sit it's by the warm. fire. Yeah. I know. And so <laughs> the night since they had stopped by that night before, she said, "All right, I'll bring over capoletti." And we'll do a sugo, a sauce with um, mushrooms and ham wow. and whatever. Yeah. And you have parm and blah, 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 blah. And kind of going and over I the go, list. And I go, you don't have to do that. I just killed a pig. I got sausages. I have pork No, they chops. like to start cleaning out the freezer. Yeah, uh, now, now I have, you know, I have this. And God, she poked up and go, I want sausages. I, I want sausage. <laughs> okay, great. I'll make, great. Bring over some pasta. I'll make the sausages. They show up the next night. The sausages are sitting there on the counter. The barbecue is lit, ready to go. And they go, who's going to eat the sausages? What are the sausages for? I go, God, I thought you wanted me. He looks at me like he's never heard of them and goes, what? This is plenty of pasta. And it was like, oh, my God. But also, then the cheese. So then Rosada goes, well, where's the parm? And you go, well, I have this um, I have, H. Pecorino. I have H. Pecorino. She goes, no. well, last night you said you had parm. And I go, <laughs> I just. hilarious. You know what? It is my fault because there's a huge difference between grated parm and grated pecorino. There is. But in my head, she just asked if we had cheese. Yeah. Which is totally wrong. (laughs) Now she's like, oh, it's a lot of salt. Well, it's forte forte. I don't, it's going (laughs) to. to make it a little spicy a little too a little too picante i was like you guys eat this cheese all the time <laughs> I, know. I love it though it's fun i do it, too if they it just cracks came, me up if they just came over and just sipped wine and had small talk it would be extremely boring mm-hmm. this is much much more fun and then as classic um oldies from what feels like around the world then after dinner especially in the winter they take a knife and eat fruit off the table. Yes, like because you put an out apple, a- some like clementine, <laughs> and they just love to. They have to peel it. They did not want a peeler. No, but they like to use the knife. For some reason, both of them do not eat the apple skin. I love the apple skin. Rosanna doesn't eat the skin of anything. Anything. She will peel grapes. Mm-hmm. She all. She wants she, her vongole show. She goes to a specific restaurant because they shell her vongole for me. <laughs> <laughs> I never even asked them to, but they do oh, it. We're like, definitely God. asked them to. <laughs> I've been here when you asked them to. Does it come unshelled? Since the shells. Oh, um, I love him. Anyway, he's been around. Uh, he, sorry, he has not been around because the there's nothing to do around here. He's they've been in Fano and they came back this week. This week, midweek. I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's a weird something. They're always very mysterious. Mm-hmm. They'll give you kind of a reason why they why they're deviating from their normal program, but not the whole story. Mm-hmm. It was uh, whatever. Fine. But it was fun. <laughs> Made for good uh, fodder for the podcast. That's and for at sure. The, and at, at the end, you're always. Ex- I'm always exhausted. I know. It's true. It's so it is true. It's the like dog, a whirlwind. Well, I know. They, they the, get dogs the dogs are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. All right. This has been very enlightening. It was. Well, thank you guys for listening. That's all we had. That was our last thing. I think so. Oh, shit. that was. A, how long are we? We are. 
four, that's what we normally do between 45 and an hour. There we go. All right. Bring it home. Give them all the... You know where to, to find us. LatavaLamarche.com. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And if you want to check out that video we were talking about of uh, the making the pasta for nearly 100 um, and how they perfectly dress it, you can find it on YouTube at LatavaLamarche, Instagram at LatavaLamarche. Um, and you can always follow Leroy, too, at Leroy the Great Dane, by the way. Guys. Oh, shout out Leroy. <laughs> shout out for Leroy. <laughs> Jason lit up. Um, there's still some space for a few of our summer workshops. Check out the website. And if not, we've got the truffle hunting workshop at the end of October, early November. Anything going on looking forward to? Nothing I'm looking forward to. No. <laughs> yeah, I had that. Um, I had that potatore class. That was cool. The tree trimming. Okay, nothing. That sounds boring. All right, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>